0: Back, we missed a week. So that's okay. We're gonna make up for it today. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and we have a special gift, sexy Mitch.
1: Yeah, sick Mitch. Well, post sick <laughs> Mitch. To be, to be honest with you. So it's kind of, kind of on me why we missed a week. But you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, that's okay. When you gotta quarantine. So yeah. Here we are, baby. The Week 10 and 11. Got 14, 14 movies, movies to talk you. about. Yeah. Speed round, baby. Ooh, like a punching bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to be interesting um, because I feel like the last two weeks have been overall really solid weeks for movies.
1: And I think most of that's due to you choosing what we watch versus me picking what we watch cuz I am not trying to throw myself under a bus here but Scott picked some some damn fine movies for us to watch these Thank last you. 2 weeks. He also knew I was hurting for for some good movies. Yeah, I gave him a really good
0: a really good week for his sick week. I figured if you got to be in bed watching movies, you don't want to watch a bunch of
1: bullshit. We didn't really get bullshit. We got no. we got some we excellent got some, movies. Yeah. It's gonna be
0: it's unfortunate that this had to be the uh the two weeks that we squeeze in together, I think, because I feel like quite a few of these movies we could talk for a good long while on.
1: But yeah, probably much longer than we'll probably do today. But yeah, yeah. You know, it is what it is.
0: It is what it is. We so, can just
1: appreciate the films for what they are. Yep. And maybe off of our concise dialogue around them you can maybe go watch them for yourselves yes. and find yourself some treats because yes. there's there's some some great movies in week 10 and week 11
0: yeah from all eras seriously we, yeah we span can. the last hundred
1: years and genres and <laughs> we were everywhere this week yeah and last we were.
0: week we were kept things uh kept things interesting
1: so how you doing i'm okay i'm not yeah. concerned with me are you okay you know what uh, started back at work today you know new classes uh had coaching it's, it's a long one to jump back in from you know not doing anything for the past like bed for a week like yeah. nine days so <laughs> we'll see how it goes but I, i'm ready I, i'm you know i, I told uh, the coaches at the swim today i was like you know what new year new mask let's go and here we are <laughs>
0: He's got his mask on. (laughs) We got him some herbal tea.
1: Yeah. For his little throat. Yeah, my little throat (laughs) Uh, is sore. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So do you want to read week 10 or week 11? I'll read week 11. All right. So week 10, movies that we watch. I feel like we can kind of break it up that way, right? Probably. A little intermission in between. Sure. Yeah. All right. Movies for week 10. Starting off Monday, we had Lucky Day which took me a while to figure out what the hell that was. I was really troubling to remember what that was because it was two weeks ago, but... uh, Lots happened in the last two weeks in addition to (laughs) movies and sickness that, uh, yeah. But yeah, Monday, Lucky Day. Tuesday, The Trouble with Spies. Wednesday, Snowpiercer. Thursday, Leon the Professional. Friday, Fat Man. Saturday, Annabelle Comes Home, Comes and Knocked Him, Baby. (laughs) And then Sunday, we finished her out with Deep Star 6.
0: Yeah, so we watched Annabelle Comes Home on Christmas, just yeah. like we
1: said we would in week one, I believe, right? We did say that would be our Christmas As a movie. Joke, and but we actually did it. Yes. and uh, Plenty will be said about it. <laughs> I think I regret it. I, <laughs> honestly,
0: I don't remember, so it must not have been that bad.
1: All right. So on Monday, we watched Lucky Day. Uh, Red, a safe cracker who has just been released from prison, is trying to hold his family together as his past catches up with him in the form of luck. Is it luck?
0: Luke?
1: L-U-C is what I have on my thing. I think it's Luke.
0: Goddamn spellings, man. That's uh, Crispin Glover as as a non-French Frenchman. Again,
1: I can't remember... (laughs) Anyways, as his past catches up with him in the form of Loot, a psychopathic contract killer who's seeking revenge for the death of his brother. So as I mentioned, it seems like it was years ago when I watched this yeah, movie. I doubt either of us. I'm sure
0: we barely remember this.
1: But good thing I took some notes along the way, so... Hopefully I remember what I was talking about. Uh, it was a decent movie. Let's start off with that.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: It was a decent movie. I thought I the casting was good.
0: I... I think I was, uh, again, I'm speculating, this was two weeks ago, (laughs) but uh, I think I was a little disappointed. I really wanted it to be more, more, and it was just kind of okay, but also, so a little more backstory into the two weeks. So leading up to Christmas, uh, part of a Christmas gift of Jess and I was to go on a trip to to Temecula right before Christmas. So we were gone for most of this week. We were gone from Monday to Thursday. And so I thought it would be easy enough to watch the movies on the go, just, you know, throw on the movie at night, call it a day.
1: But uh, no, it was tough. Yeah, vacations <laughs> uh, definitely have other plans for you.
0: It was tough. But uh, nonetheless, I was able to watch this uh, in a beautiful little villa in wine country.
1: And uh, I think it just didn't live up to the setting, maybe. Oh, I mean, I watched it on my couch, <laughs> so maybe it did live up to the setting. Again, it wasn't the greatest, right? The plot was meh, and I think we both probably expected more out of it, right? Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, but I think this is one of those movies that kind of falls into that safe play that movie studios have been making these last few years. Essentially a generalized script, insert actor here, insert climax here, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Okay. Again, I don't know. I just feel guy gets out of prison. His past is coming up to haunt him. Yeah, we're it's gonna standard. Yeah, we're gonna you know make a movie around it and add in some laughs and some things and call it a day.
0: It did has some interesting quirky <clears throat> style to it. Um, I did like I like Crispin Glover a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything in forever, so it was nice to see him. He's again. a weird dude, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> dude, him in this. Was probably the best part of the movie. Him and his, his fake shitty, fake French, French accent, accent. Yeah, because he, what do you remember the reason? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember something about he, he believed he was French for some particular reason. Yeah, but, that
1: or he believed <laughs> French people were scarier. I don't know. It was some shit <laughs> accent, sort of and stupid it was, like that, but it was great. But they played off of that, that yeah, he didn't have a it good was a accent. Joke, so right? it, it, was, it was fun in that way. I also like the fact of, so. Part of this movie t- revolves around, um, why am I slipping on her name? Nina DeBrett, right? DeBrev, yeah. She is essentially an art... She's not a curator, but she, she makes her own art, right? That's in a... Yeah, she's an artist. She's an artist. God, yeah. that was hard for me to say. She's an artist, and <laughs> her work is being presented in a, in a gallery, essentially. But Crispin Glover comes in and just starts annihilating people and they're all their blood of her critics ends up on her art and she makes millions off of it yeah which she was, was actually
0: everybody at the there's a whole gallery scene when her show starts and it, like all these critics are there and they're just just shit talking everything and nobody likes any of her stuff <laughs> and then he comes in and kills everybody and now that everything's covered in blood and it was this crazy. Covered in slaughter the blood and, of her critics. Like a massacre, yeah. yeah. She made like yeah.
1: <laughs> one point five million dollars or something. People loved it after that. Oh uh, yeah, that that was that was a little fun twist yeah. on things. And I kinda saw that her art would explode after like the shots of the blood splattering on all of her works. They're like, Nobody liked it before, but after the fact, you know. Once the art was complete, everybody loved it. You know when it's you know covered with the blood of the, your enemies, the blood of, your critics, <laughs> blood yeah. of your critics. So that was fun. I did have a little confusion, and I might be looking too much into it. But the little girl, right? They kind of played with the fact that she could like turn invisible or just disappear. Like, did she actually have superpowers I, or what the I fuck think, was going on? No, I, I think
0: that was just a like a
1: quirky little thing. But it happened like, like multiple times. She right? didn't actually go invisible. She just like ran away. I know, but you know like. <laughs> Does she have powers? Does she not? I don't know. That was one of the things I wrote down. Was, it was like a, it was a weird <laughs> thing.
0: <laughs> I don't know. This this movie definitely had some like hit and miss. Yeah, but uh,
1: I didn't hate it. Another movie about a safe tracker. Can you believe I, it? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I
0: I would just love to see a modern movie
1: without someone
0: putting their head up to a safe and and turning a dial. And of course, you know,
1: it's to save his daughter in the very end. He couldn't do it earlier. But get in was the safe. Back. Okay. Now you have to crack it to save her life. Yeah. I've only cracked it
0: once. In my life that was twenty years ago. <laughs> now I gotta do it again. <laughs> I mean Pretty yeah. typical bullshit.
1: So again, I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I felt it was more of a safe play. You know, like they were gonna make their money back, but I could be reading too it too far into it.
0: It's it's hard to say too because compared to the movies of that week, there were some really solid movies. I mean, it had it had a lot of even that week because I'm, I'm I'm trying to think. It's hard to not think of of this past week. Oh, where this past week was like platinum, and the week before was like gold.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, and, we uh, had good movies right the first week, but yeah. then if you comparatively look at it to the following yeah, week the following week was it definitely better. outshines
0: and so it's it's hard to to look back on this and not think it's just so bottom of the barrel
1: and this is also a first for us where we've had to talk about 14 right you yeah know? that's true yeah usually, usually two
0: weeks out i've, I've pushed the, those seven movies out of my brain
1: <laughs> yeah you have to right it's we've been I've carrying around a lot, lot of, of content that. for a yeah. lot of time yeah our heads are huge. <laughs> uh but either way, it was fine. It it was what it it is what it is, and you know, I, I can't say it was terrible.
0: No. No, but uh it was compared to the next movie, I think, which was The Trouble with Spies. All right. This nineteen eighty seven gym. <laughs> so George Trent, a British spy, has gone incommunicado in Ibiza. Appleton Porter is sent to find out what... This is hard to read. These are... Appleton... Porter. poor? <laughs> Appleton Porter is sent to find out what happened to Trent. Porter settles into a small hotel with several busybody guests. He probes them for information about Trent, their former neighbor. Meanwhile, the spy survives several attempts on his life as he attempts to solve the mystery.
1: So I never thought... The prequel to The Hundred Games would be this. But <laughs> President Snow just cause was Dama just Sutherland? A, come on. President man. Snow was just an ordinary British spy turned president. But no, all jokes aside. <laughs> it was a good movie. But I feel like I wanted to like it more and I think my problem was I couldn't not think of British spy movies without thinking of Austin Powers and it wasn't Austin <laughs> Powers. And I might just be a Jesus, completely man. asshole, right? Come on. To just even try to compare the movies but it, it was just hard for me because i've watched those movies so many times yeah and i guess like not to say it was like i just i was going in more of a comedic approach became more of a mystery film like a clue or you know any of those i found it comedic enough no, it, was, it was funny parts for sure i just like when i'm thinking austin powers trouble with spies Definitely wasn't two different buster. movies. Yeah, it's two sure, different movies. Sure.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I I, mean, I thought it was great. I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a classic. Send in the buffoon agent as a as a diversion kind of thing. But it turns out he's not that
1: incompetent. But he doesn't realize it kind of thing. You know, and he's a ladies man. A ladies <laughs> man. la 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 ladies man. Steve was um, turning heads everywhere he went. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that hair. I don't know how, man. Woo. Dude, that's one thing I'm glad was left in the eighties <laughs> hairstyles. That freaking hair. The feathered feathered mop. But uh I yeah, I I don't know. There was just I, I feel like it was a British movie. I don't know for sure.
1: Yeah, I definitely felt more it of was a British more dry. humor, like dry, yeah, exactly. And I enjoyed that from it, but
0: but yeah, I mean, I could see if you were expecting Austin Powers going into it. It's I not did. Austin I
1: wasn't Powers. expecting it, but as soon as they mentioned British spy, that's where my mind. Well, he's went. not British <laughs> either. That's the, that's the funny. Oh, he's part. from England, isn't he? Yeah. Oh man, no.
0: No, he's from uh, what was it, Pennsylvania or something.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about Austin Powers.
0: No, I'm talking about well, Mike Myers isn't from.
1: I know. <laughs> I thought you were talking about
0: Donald Sutherland and in, in trouble with spies. I have no idea. He's what not I'm British. Talking. I mean he's
1: he's a spy for the Brits, but yes, he's not But he's not he's, British. A, he's, an, American yeah. he's an American man. He's an American man. Yes, I know. Either way, Which I didn't I didn't is... want to make the association. I just I felt myself kind of going back to that as I was watching it. And again, that's that's on me, you know.
0: <laughs> that's my bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know no that's fair but hey, i think that's you related to what you related
1: i to. know and i think that's something that comes up quite a bit in our discussions is mm-hmm. it's hard to watch something with an open mind all the time and not see associations to other things and obviously mm-hmm. this movie came well before austin powers but for my own viewing experience it came afterwards so that you know again it's just it, it is what it is it is what it is and I, I I don't know I've said that quite a few times so I'm gonna stop saying it now. But Q <laughs> saying it 50 more times this episode. Wonderful. <laughs> no, it was good. I I thought there was a lot of fun parts in it.
0: I think the end. I I was expecting it to be a little better. The the wrap up. But yeah. How they how they end up in the sunset by. Essentially doing exactly what everyone had planned them to do, <laughs> yeah the the Germans plan or the Russians, who was it? I don't remember <laughs> it's been a few weeks, yeah, give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> they did everything that they expected him to do and still failed at even that, and so they weren't surprised, <laughs> but they just thought that they were just had disappeared and whatever, and they actually met on a beach and lived happily ever after
1: yeah, it's you know. Little, the girl little, who
0: ended up being the secret spy. Anyway. Everybody
1: was a spy in that it's movie. Yeah, pretty much. If if they had a line of dialogue, they were most likely a I spy. I like the old lady. <laughs> the old lady? <laughs>
0: yeah. Her voice wasn't that bad, but that's no. what it reminded me of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. I mean, I'm going to look at the list, obviously, but I think this is where we kind of start to hit our stride for sure for... Starting to get into the some week? pretty decent yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Tuesday's
0: early to hit that stride too. So mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like, <laughs> it, like we said, Monday was it was all right. Tuesday was definitely a step up. Uh and moving into Wednesday, I think I was pleasantly surprised by uh, Snowpiercer.
0: I had heard plenty. And this has been this is one of those that's been on my list for a long time and I just for some reason never got around to watching it. But my dad had seen it forever ago. We were we were gonna watch it together years ago. I mean, this is a 2013 movie, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty old. I don't and, think it's 2013. Uh, is it 2013? Snowpiercer's 2013. Look at you.
0: Is it? Yep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, boy. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely an older movie. But I think we only stumbled upon it in the last few years because it was on Netflix, um, and then recently. Fairly recently, which I guess I say recently, but with the whole COVID thing, the past few years all kind of happened. They seem like a blur, but also seem like forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um so it, I think they're on
1: like season three now. So it's been a while. Dude, I really want to watch the, the Snow show. Snowpiercer show, right? I really want to watch the <laughs> yeah, show. That's what I was going to say. Well, let's get into the plot really quick, and then we can start talking about all this. So Snowpiercer, set in 2031, the entire world is frozen except for those aboard the Snowpiercer. For 17 years, the world's survivors are on a train hurtling around the globe, creating their own economy and class system. Led by Curtis, a group of lower-class citizens living in Stwaller at the back of the train are determined to get to the front of the train and spread the wealth around. Each section of the train holds new surprises for the group who have to battle their way through. A revolution is underway. This, this, this is a so really good movie.
0: Solid movie.
1: Yeah, I I, I do. I also would like to watch the show.
0: It's a TNT show, though, so I, I don't have much faith in actual... TV shows anymore, produced by actual networks, but...
1: Well, let's get some of the things out of the way. <laughs> so, obviously, you had heard your own kind of talks around this movie coming in, and I read talks afterwards of, like, people's reviews on this movie, and obviously, a few of the things were massive plot holes, which I I just ignored. I just enjoyed the movie for what it was. Yeah, I didn't. And I mean... then, obviously, the pacing of the film could be construed as negative because there's a lot of things going on. So it's very fast paced, which is why a TV show would make more sense. They could flesh out each of the different rail cars. And from my understanding, I think season one just takes place of the movie and everything else is outside the world of the train, which is pretty interesting.
0: Oh, it like picks up where it left
1: off. Well, season one is the run of the train. Oh, so they remade it as
0: a a season. From what I understand. Okay, interesting.
1: But no, this was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought the pacing was really well done. It just kind of kept going and going and never really slowed down, but never seemed too fast that I felt like we were rushing through things.
0: No, because it was kind of, uh, I mean, it was in service of they started this revolution and were barreling down the train trying to get to the... Originally, the the
1: water car, yeah, right, water supply car, because so that's where they car. thought they could make their hold and yeah, kind control of control negotiate, and, control, and yeah. yeah.
0: So it was kind of a, you know, they had been planning this, and it was a timed thing. So the second, you know, you start out kind of slow, where you're in the you you're with them in their car at the back of the train at the start of the movie, and it's a little slower, and you're you're kind of learning what's going on, and they're.
1: Yeah, they kind of just drop and, you right into it. Yeah, and then you're just kind of figuring things out. And
0: you don't, they don't. It's not, you know, they've been planning this thing. When you when you jump into the story, they've been devising this plan and what they're
1: going to do. And you kind of learn as they're doing it what their their plan was. Or yeah, and it what the also seems like there was multiple attempts at an overthrow. Like they referenced yeah, history, kind of reference different major kind of yeah historical last, events. How many years were they? Uh, 18, I think. Yeah, I think it was 18 years. 18 is what years he said on the-, on the train. Yeah,
0: I, I just, I don't know. It's not, it's not a crazy premise, but it's, an, it is interesting. It caught my interest.
1: So essentially, like, it kind of boils down to there was worry ab- around global warming. So scientists created, uh, I forgot what they, they reference it as, but it's some sort of thing that they put into the atmosphere that goes kind of catastrophically wrong. Causing the yeah, world to an ice freeze kind of and thing. get to like native 100 degrees yeah. or something like that, forcing people to essentially live on an endless moving train around a track that takes one year to complete the track. Uh, I also read in the store or in the TV show that there's actually multiple tracks. It's not there's more than one train. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So there's not one engine created by, what was his name?
1: Ah, Wilford. Wilford, yeah, Will.
0: Wilford. <clears throat> yeah, Wilford, the the father of the engine, the the overseer of the train, the almighty god of the snowpiercer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> basically.
0: A lot of good people in this.
1: That, yeah. That reminded me of that. Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton Ed Harris, Jamie Bell. Fantastic, Ed Harris, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a huge list of people. But yeah, I mean... You could sit here and you could argue this movie all day long about why it shouldn't work, why it doesn't make sense, whatever. But I don't know. I just found myself kind of having fun with it. You understood just what was it. going on, you understood the premise. And I remember in the opening shot where they're kind of, kind of, I just, the higher authorities are kind of trying to prove their power and say, like, this is why you can't overthrow us. They put some guy's arm in the shackle, and they stick it outside of the train. <laughs> so it freezes. And it just freezes, and then they smash it with a hammer. It's, yeah. like, super graphic. And all I could think of was uh, Diamond Dave. And I was like, oh, there goes your leg, feller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diamond Dave's ninja teaching school. <laughs> if you be a duty chopping while you a ninja kitchen, well, there goes your leg, feller, you know? I mean, that's <laughs> it was fun, man. But this movie sent me down a rabbit hole. Holy crap. Really? So I was just reading reviews, and I was just kind of, you know, wanting to see what people thought because I really enjoyed it. And I feel like when I really enjoy something, I I, I don't know why I seek validation, <laughs> but I was like, man, I want yeah. I want to see that people like this too, and, you know. It was very hit and miss. It was either they liked it or they hated it, and there wasn't really an in-between. But I ended up finding this YouTube channel uh, that I'll have to show you. But essentially, this guy theorized that this was just a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And the train conductor was, in (laughs) fact, Charlie, who took on the last name Wonka, which is why all the Ws are, like, throughout the train. (laughs) And he had all of these different points to, like, illustrate exactly why this was just a sequel to that movie like uh in charlie and the chocolate factory he uses oompa loompas so the main idea with the train was that the oompa loompas were to run it but all of the oompa loompas died because they need a warm environment to live which is supported by the movie which is why he had to start stealing kids from the back of the train to run because that's the only space that was tight enough like i don't know you, I went down this rabbit hole, man. It was so much fun, and I was just like, I was, you know, just kind of uh, cracking up, laughing what? at all of these different points.
0: So you bought it, you bought into it. Yeah, I bought now into it. Now it's a,
1: <laughs>
0: it's an, it's officially now for you, a, uh, yeah, a Charlie picture. It's, the it's, Chocolate it's, it's canon. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, well I really can't wait to watch the show now.
1: Yeah, we figured it out. We cracked the code. <laughs> Oh, shit. But no, this was this was just a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think I had no expectations going in, um, and I was confused for, I'd say, a good amount of time before things started to click, but I think that's exactly how you were supposed to be thrown yeah. in.
0: Yeah, I liked that about it, is how you, you were just kind of, boom, you're you're here, this stuff is happening, this event is happening, and you kind of figure it out as you go. And then, you know, at some point you're like, oh,
1: I totally get what's going on and then you just buy in or you don't and, and i yeah, i bought in for the so. ride but but no it it was good and i think we this <laughs> we this even topped it again
0: this yeah i think so too
1: <laughs> I, we're just on an uphill slope here and i love it cuz we're just we are just hitting all the right movies
0: we hit a little bump but we'll get to that saturday but uh <laughs> thursday we watched leon the professional which i am sad to say i have not seen i feel like everyone i told when i was watching this was like you haven't seen leon the professional i haven't seen it you watch movies you fucking idiot and i'm like jesus i know i know it's been on my list for a very long time also
1: and uh i mean let's just preface it with this it lands on imdb's top 250 list at number 32 it's acclaimed as a fantastic movie and for good reason so let's let's get into it man
0: After her father, stepmother, stepsister, and little brother are killed by her father's employers, the 12-year-old daughter of an abject drug dealer manages to take refuge in an apartment of a professional hitman who, at her request, teaches her the methods of his job so she can take her revenge on the corrupt DEA agent who ruined her life by killing her beloved brother. That was one sentence. I just want to say that. That was one (laughs) breath.
1: (sighs) But, uh, dude... Gary Youngman was incredible in this. <laughs> <Young man. laughs> yeah, he hasn't reached the status <laughs> he, he, of old yet. Age yet. <laughs> Once uh, the two thousands roll around, he hits uh, Gary Oldman. But
0: uh, yeah, quality joke,
1: pal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, seriously, though. Oh, Gary was Oldman was fantastic. Fucking terrifying, dude. That man psychopath seriously (laughs) i was kind of freaking out a little bit Uh, ah yeah man what's that rick and morty alien oh just another day of killing here i go (laughs) killing again (laughs) basically gary oldman and leon the professional yeah
0: yeah, holy shit
1: no this this had a huge cast first off so natalie portman's first role uh, there was somebody. His name's Don Creach that I recognized, and I didn't remember where I've seen him before. But he's uh, the science teacher in Ned's Declassified. And I was like, Oh, oh no shit! I don't know, ah, that's where I know <laughs> you're from. Yeah. Uh, you got Derry Oldman. You got uh, Jean Reno. Jean Reno. Yep. This, this I don't know. This definitely has every right to be on that top 250 list.
0: This was a really fucking good movie. It yeah. was.
1: It was excellent. I felt very uncomfortable at times, but yeah. I, I understand why, right? You know, Natalie Portman's like a 13-year-old girl. She's pretty much had a rough upbringing where yeah. she was abused by her father. She was neglected by her stepmother, tormented by her her sister, and had to play parent to her younger brother, right? It was a lot to put on to a 13-year-old girl. So when her entire family is murdered, she has no normal relationships in her life. So she cleans on to the one person that she does know, which is an assassin, um, and she, has
0: no interest in being a father, but becomes, the. but she the tries father to figure. step in
1: as like a lover, which is what, where the uncomfortability comes in. But again, yeah. it, yeah. it, it's part of her character, right? She has never known normalcy and you can go farther into like the director and his wife and all these other things as to why it was written that way. But I'm not going to talk about those things. I'm going to talk about this. Really? There's. The director, I guess, was 31 when he married a 15-year-old. He had met her when she was 12, and this was kind of loosely based on that relationship. And if you looked at the... Again, this is... I did not too deep into it, but the rumored script from what people read was it was a lot more of her being aggressively sexual towards him, Uh, with him still pushing away. Yeah. But it it was, like, kind of, you know, tiptoeing a line of, like... This is pretty fucked up. So, again, I don't want to focus on any of that because I didn't do enough research to say these are the facts or not. All I know is, like, her character was kind of fucked up. So it made sense that she tried to be older than she was and tried to fit the role that she felt she should fit with him, which was being his lover and he was more of, like, I'm just going to be your dad type yeah. Mentality. Yeah. Father figure to you since you've never had a trusting adult in your life.
0: Yeah, they grew. I mean, in, in the, the sense of the movie, they grew to love each other in some way, but she just didn't know how to, you know, she she mistook that as a 13-year-old. Yes. Like you said, with her, with her background as, you know, she's just working out what
1: that is. But no. It, having
0: someone in her life who actually cares for her.
1: For you know, her yeah. in a not weird sadistic way yeah right but no this was fantastic i mean natalie portman did excellent yeah uh i mean everybody did excellent and the movie was just it it was so good i i just found myself appreciating it all the way through i mean the ending was really great how he sacrificed himself to finally give her a normal childhood which is kind of what she needed i mean they both got things out of each other that you, yeah. you expect from good character development right sure yeah they
0: they they changed as people you saw where they started and where they ended up, and there was growth, which is more than you can say for lots of movies these days, so
1: yes, but I mean, I don't know i I think this was up there for the highlight of the last two weeks, um
0: definitely top three, yeah, I mean I would say,
1: and there's definitely some movies that. I don't know. There's just a lot of great movies. Yeah, the that's the thing. We, it, we'd
0: probably be higher, but we really, <laughs> we really set ourselves up for failure. We kicked <laughs> off. We we sent off 2021 and and kicked off 2022 with a with a bang. <laughs>
1: yeah, we did for sure. But no, I mean, I I kind of talked a lot about. It. I mean, what what do you kind of think of this film?
0: Oh, I I really enjoyed it. I don't. I mean, I'm glad you had more to say because I don't really have much to
1: say. I think what I, we're, I, we're both trying to say is, if you I haven't seen it... about it. Yeah, I mean, just... Go see it. Just
0: go see the fucking movie. See the fucking is that gonna movie. Be a thing? Is that going to be my catchphrase? <laughs> but anyway, moving on, because time is of the essence with this 14 movie episode. Yeah. Uh, we had to watch a, despite our Christmas <sighs> episode being the week leading up to Christmas so that it would release on the week of Christmas... Uh, We had to throw in a Christmas movie on the week of Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve, we watched Fat Man.
1: I'm so glad we did, dude.
0: Yeah, this is fucking great. I, 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 really I didn't know it. what
1: your reaction was going to be to no. this, but I was like... I
0: really liked it. Dude, Mel Gibson as uh, fucking a, Santa, it was... Oh, <laughs>
1: We'll get into it. All right, go ahead. Me again? Oh, is it me Did now? I read... Yeah, I read yeah, that are okay. right. <clears throat> getting fuck. in the groove. Place. We're all over it. Okay. <laughs> Fat man, a rowdy, unorthodox Santa Claus, is fighting to save his declining business. Meanwhile, Billy, a neglected and precious twelve year old, hires precocious. Oh, I said precious. Yeah, yeah fuck that little Pre- kid. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Billy, a neglected and precocious twelve year old, hires a hitman to kill Santa after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. <laughs> I mean The movie sounds ridiculous.
0: (laughs) We knew that we were gonna love it, I feel like. That's why we chose it was just the synopsis.
1: Oh, I I, I knew nothing read that and I was like, Scott is going on our list, and he's like, All right, sure, I guess. (laughs) Let's
0: do it. It wasn't because of this movie though, it was because we just watched so many Christmas technically Christmas
1: movies, I guess. But So first off, I am so upset. I, it's bothered me a little bit, but now it really kind of hones in that you have not seen Scrooged. Really? Because when I was watching this movie, all I could think of were the, like, there's there's a fictional movie in Scrooged, and they're doing a promo for it. And it's called The Night the Reindeer Died, and it, <laughs> uh, it stars uh, Lee Majors as, like, the hero who comes to save Santa Claus with guns and shit, and he's wearing <laughs> yeah. a giant white trench coat. I got so many vibes from that movie (laughs) when I was watching this. So I searched up Lee Major's Christmas movie and one of the first results on Google that was recommended to me was Mel Gibson. So I clicked on Mel Gibson and Fat Man came up and then I started reading some articles and again, based off of what you read on the internet, must be true. That fictional movie inside a movie inspired this movie. Inspired this movie? Wow. So I was like... Fuck man, I wish Scott had seen this because he would have gotten that reference too. Wow, this was so good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was pretty awesome, yeah.
0: And I I I love Walton Goggins in literally everything. He's probably one of my favorite actors of all time. I don't know why. He's because he's not in anything big most no. of the time. He's always in these little small roles, but he's always so fucking great. And goddamn, dude, just a just a a torn broken man who's has a vend- <laughs> assassin yeah and a, and a, yeah, vendetta, a against vendetta against santa, santa for giving not getting the the gift that he wanted as a child is just one of the most hilarious and wonderful written concepts. characters yeah. yeah
1: i mean they it, it's it's so good because he like almost runs this like fucking kind of drug company where people are bringing in their their Toys from the North Pole, and he's inspecting them and shit. And he's, yeah, he's like, he's, he's like, like, all, all right, the... yeah, because all the toys he was never able to receive, he wants to collect everybody else's. Yeah.
0: Well, and in this universe, we should say, any toy made and given by Santa has a a little metal seal on it, a little metal like stamp of authenticity Authenticity, authenticity yeah saying made in the north pole or something like that
1: so he's like inspecting this baseball so, yeah. bat and he's like i'll give you 900 for it <laughs> and the dude's it's like, like this
0: black market <laughs> <Santa> <laughs> gift, and then he'll
1: like <laughs> seal it up and put it into his collection where there's just shelves upon shelves of toys that he's been buying over the again just out of this hate because he never received anything but coal because he was just a piece of shit kid i guess who have probably had a rough upbringing and all sorts of shit And you can you can dive into that however much you want let's talk about mel gibson though this is rugged old santa claus Dude, i love this just mean motherfucker who's what, just
0: what did i say last week Jason and i wanted a like a john wick santa, santa claus and this is probably the closest we'll ever get and it was good enough for me because
1: yeah essentially he's just trying to make a damn living right and he he's just all a these dude. children it's a business yeah it's right? a business to him uh he's you know trying to provide toys but children are getting rotten and shittier every year I so love that- the
0: news when he's in the car and he's listening to the news on the radio and they're blaming santa for kids being shitty now yeah and he's not doing enough <laughs> and it's just it was like such
1: a and then you have like the American government and consumer like and military <laughs> yeah. who are trying to like
0: contract him for for weapons for manufacturing. Mil- yeah.
1: <laughs> that along with like, hey, you know, when you do good, we do good because people buy more because they're festive, and you got to stop giving out coal. And he's like, well, these kids are a piece of shit. I can't not, you yeah. know, was, they got to earn their toys. I don't know. It, it, it was, was just great. Yeah, it was fun. It was just great. I mean, I mean, I kind of wish that. We didn't need the little asshat kid to like pursue or to push the assassin to pursue the his on the Santa. Part of the movie, but but whatever. I mean, that dude was sadistic, right? Little fucking car battery with the, the girl who won first place yeah. in the science fair over him. And she's he's like, Yeah, you're gonna go in and tell you lied, or I'm gonna fucking electrocute you right here. And, that was just. Oh. Man, when they show up to him at the end, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's all grizzled. <laughs> he's his got fucking eye patch. Because he got shot in the head. So he and, pulls
0: his eye patch off to show
1: him the, <laughs> his missing eye to the kid. Yeah, he's, he's like, You want to fuck with me? You want to fuck with Santa? <laughs> I'm right here, bitch. Do something. <laughs> it was great. It was
0: definitely a. I don't think I've seen any take on Santa like it.
1: And. Again, it's not. I enjoyed it. I, I don't think I've said this, but it's definitely not for your. Tr- it's not a traditional Christmas movie by any means. It's not something you're going to pull out and watch with the family. I might,
0: dude. I, th- this may be my Christmas movie that I start <laughs> that watching. That you recommend to everybody every like year.
1: It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like they really they stayed grounded. They didn't do anything over complicated. And they really built a whole kind of world inside yeah. this movie they fleshed out the characters really well like it was a really well written movie. town
0: how they know they know nick or chris, chris sorry yeah, chris. He said I nick, was yeah. Nick. chris yeah, Prindle, yeah. yeah but they know
1: chris they know chris you know dude, he's he's uh he's got a little plot of land out in alaska yeah, nobody knows where he is dude the fucking elves were great too yeah uh, that whole line of their like they're on this polyfaceted sleep schedule. They get twenty minutes of sleep every oh, eight hours because they're, cause they're so diet. fucking coked up on candy <laughs> yeah. and carbs. It's the
0: most efficient. They're they're literally that we, is their this whole. This is the purpose only is to way be we be the most efficient species in existence. This is how, how we can work twenty
1: four yeah. hours a day, and this is how we can get all of our quotas done. And that was great. Yeah, it was it was fun. So if you are looking for a less traditional Christmas movie and you don't mind a little blood and gore with Santa Claus, that's right up there on the list for yeah, sure. this is
0: definitely a good one. Followed up on Christmas Day by fucking Annabelle.
1: Okay, I don't think I dislike this as much as you've been implying <laughs> that you dislike this movie so far, so.
0: Is it my turn?
1: It's your turn. You get to read, uh, oh, Annabelle damn. comes a knocking.
0: Don't come a knocking when Annabelle's a rocking. <laughs> Annabelle comes home. Determined to keep Annabelle from wreaking more havoc, demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren bring the possessed doll to the locked artifacts room in their home, placing her safely behind sacred glass and enlisting a priest's holy blessing. But an unholy night of horror awaits as Annabelle awakens the evil spirits in the room, who all set their sights on a new target, the Warren's 10-year-old daughter, Judy, and her friends.
1: All right, so I'm going to kind of hand this over to you to start, because obviously Uh, you've been uh, shitting on this since we started.
0: I don't mean to shit on it. It was fine. It just wasn't. I I think one of of my notes that I think sums up what made this movie what it was for me was it was really bad with the felt-like-I'd-seen-it-before vibe or
1: feeling. That is absolutely true in the sense that Annabelle kind of brings everything from the past movies Back into but I existence. feel like even so you have seen those some of before, the stuff right? in the
0: house and some of the it felt like I think Conjuring two maybe certain things happened in there, it there was another there's another Conjuring movie mm-hmm. that uh, similar things happen and this one f- had the same aesthetic as that to me and also it just felt like it wasn't a Conjuring style horror movie it felt more teen. Horror, I mean, there's some goofy stuff. There's it's Well, yeah, the, you brought
1: in a younger age of leads into this, right? Judy, as we have talked about how she's an excellent actress before, because she's in Dosebusters.
0: Yeah, McKenna Grace. McKenna yes. Grace. Yeah, I mean, she was great. She always is. She seems to be a stellar yeah, actress, yeah. Uh, the girl who was in Jumanji. Yeah, Madison Eisman. Yeah, her um, she was fine. The friend was fine. Bob's got balls. Was fine. They were all fine.
1: What about Bob's balls? Bob, Are those Bob fine? Does have balls? Are those fine? That was
0: <laughs> stupid, but probably my favorite part of the movie. Hey,
1: Bob's got balls. <laughs> he's why did, he's why just a ball. Guy say guy? That? Was,
0: oh, I just used to carry the balls for the, the basketball team or whatever.
1: So but I man, just I, again ahead. I've seen my very few Tondering Universe movies. Have you seen Annabelle? Yes. So does this take place, literally, at the events after Annabelle, kind of as Annabelle, the, the prequel much, to I Annabelle, think. to this as being Pretty a sequel? Pretty much, I think, yeah.
0: Okay. I think the beginning of the movie shows they're talking to...
1: And does Annabelle revolve around more of like Ed and Lorraine's interaction with Annabelle, mm, or they're no. just they just show up at the end to collect the doll?
0: I think they show up at the end. It's been a long time. Annabelle was in <clears> like <throat> 2012 or 2013 or some shit. I think. Because I guess my expectation in going into this it.
1: film was that this would be more revolved around Ed and Lorraine's interaction with the doll. Yeah, but they dipped. They dipped real quick. (laughs) They got out early. They're like, hey, we're getting a babysitter. We're going on vacation because we just came back from vacation where we were hunting Annabelle's. We don't have the budget to
0: keep (laughs) Vera Farmiga and uh, Patrick Wilson Wilson for the whole movie. Now, I don't know. It just, from what I remember, Annabelle was not terrible, and I liked Annabelle Creation to Mm -hmm. an extent, but I think... They don't feel like those horror movies where everybody just makes the dumbest choices. Like they just do the dumbest, stupidest, most unbelievable shit just to make scary shit happen. And that was my problem with this movie was literally this whole movie was uh, only happened because of the friend who just kept making shit happen. The the dumbest choices that you, I, I don't know.
1: I mean, okay. It, I, it you, wasn't
0: believable for me to that sense.
1: Again, she's obviously gone through a traumatic experience. Yeah, right? she got
0: the whole thing with her dad. She
1: and... lost her dad in a car accident. She felt responsible because was well, she driving? Right. Yeah, she was driving. Right. So she was just. She knew that there was a potential way to potentially reach the dead and maybe. Try to just say sorry to her dad one last time, right? Sure. And that all and is so, fine. So, like, that sets up the premise of everything. But then, like you said, it sounds like your gripe is that all of the decisions were made solely to drive the plot forward. That's how it of, felt. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's how it felt.
1: And I get that, right? It, it It was one thing after another, and things could have just stopped or, you know, and it would have been whatever. But we had to introduce this because this person did this. And it was very action reaction type thing, right? Sure. Yeah. So, I, I get that. I mean, again, I haven't seen enough of them to speak too highly on this. I mean, I saw the prequel to Annabelle, saw the sequel to Annabelle. <laughs> At some point in my life, I'll watch, Annabelle, watch Annabelle. You yeah. know, so <laughs> whatever, man. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean,
0: I just think compared to the other movies, I don't think this was a very strong one.
1: And that's what I was just about to say is comparatively, and it, it sucks that we. We get into this motion of comparing things constantly, but yeah. when, when you watch one movie, I mean, it's in the universe. Every single though, right? day, I'm talking about just in the week, right? Oh, we coming I meant, off of. I meant compared to other Conjuring, the other Conjuring movies. movies. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking even just Fat Man, Leon the Professional, well, yeah, this... Snowpiercer. Like you're coming off some big fucking yeah, this was hard hitting little... movies. But lucky for you, we have fourteen movies to talk about. So we moving on, boy. Yes, Sunday. Deep Star Six.
0: Did you love this movie? Because I loved this movie.
1: This was pretty great, but again, we'll get into some things. Uh, all right, so Deep Star Six. The crew of an experimental underwater nuclear base are forced to struggle for their lives when their explorations disturb a creature who threatens to destroy their base. So first off, at the very beginning, opening shot of the film, I remember I wrote this note down because I just couldn't fucking... I was laughing my ass off, dude. But he's laying there in the bed, mm-hmm. his shirt's off, and he's these fucking patches of hair missing. And all I could think of was forty-year-old virgin dude, fucking Steve Carell with really? the waxing I didn't scene. That. I was just laughed my ass <laughs> off. It was so funny. I did. So that, that that's just like my initial moment going into the into the film was I just think
0: that would kick it off pretty pretty solid. So I was like, yeah. all right,
1: we're in for a we're in for a ride here. I kind of felt like this was definitely a movie and kind of the boom of like alien monster films, right? Jaws, Alien, Anaconda, different take on things. Jaws was way earlier, wasn't it? It was earlier, yeah. And I, I mean, mean this is like a bit like a eighties. And, and here's the thing, I mean I talked about be. it in class sometimes, but like Jaws inspired so many of these types sure, of films, sure. right? So it, it felt like it fell into the eighties. Here's a monster who's attacking a group of people, yeah, style film. Yeah. I, I The set was super cool. I thought for what they were able to achieve in the eighties. Yeah, I thought the monster even Oh, the monster was sick, sweet. dude. And I wasn't questioning any of the plot holes no, and shit no, that no, was no, going no, no, on. No. It was just solely I'm sure we could uh am yes. sure we could destroy this movie we if we wanted to, but but no, it, it was it was it was a cool film. It, it was, was a fun movie. I thought
0: I had a good time.
1: And I think part of the reason I didn't like it as much as I could have is I just naturally am a claustrophobic person. So when I envision myself in a submarine or trapped underwater for so six months at a time, came from. fuck that, <laughs> dude. I was like, this sucks. Dude, did I you? I would just fucking be hyperventilated the entire time. Cause did was, you
0: love the ascent without the decompression process? Yeah, that was Dude, Miguel Ferrer just, just um, fucked up. Yeah, Robocop and uh, NCIS more recently, but I didn't realize he had passed away. He passed away in in twenty seventeen.
1: I had no idea he had passed away either. Yeah,
0: but I also didn't realize that he was George Clooney's cousin.
1: Look at this! What all those things we're learning. I man. know
0: it's crazy. All of all of Hollywood is all freaking related. <laughs> but um, but yeah, him getting his head popped <laughs> after kind of being a douche on movie. <laughs> was, he was an asshole. Was pretty yeah. great. But uh, he played the role well, though. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, he did. I thought everybody was pretty solid in this. I say I definitely saw some acting.
1: familiar faces, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Uh, just kind of seeing them not from what I know them from, but yeah. you know, some of their younger career movies was really, really nice. Uh, cause again, I, I didn't, I just, Scott sent me a list and I watched movies and then. That's what I usually do. Usually <clears throat> I'm like,
0: Mitch, I'm editing, throw movies on the list. Throw the movies
1: on the list. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, visual and special effects were pretty cool. I kind of wish Corridor Crew had a movie about this because I would have liked to see how some of the things were done. I Have my own ideas as sure. to like how some of the techniques that they used to create certain things were. Like a lot of it has to be small scale yeah, stuff, I was say, right?
0: You can tell some of the stuff where they, you know, that's all. And like, then something's on a, a, a fishing line, thing. and yeah. But it was great. I don't know. I just I love stuff like this, though. I mean, I like '80s '80s. Sp- movie yeah it's
1: kind kinda of sci-fi, sci-fi kinda, yeah you know i was gonna say it's not pushing shit, sci-fi but it definitely had all the me. flashing lights and the big fucking <laughs> panels of shit that you know you yeah. have to run around and do a bunch of like 100 different tasks and yeah.
0: all the sound effects are all kind of nostalgic beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, it was good but, uh... And I've done a few escape rooms that kind of take like a few of them have taken place in a submarine, and that's definitely the Ooh. the feel that they go for in those is yeah. just like large you know battle stations of all these buttons that do a hundred different things. So that kind of put me into that element, which made it more fun. And yeah, this was just is is a good '80s little. I'm gonna fight a, a monster. Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna yeah, yeah. fucking blow that shit up. And they get away in the end. You, yeah. think you think the, you think you know, know who's gonna lose. The main it.
0: guy and the girl survive because it's she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Happy ending. I didn't think you'd ever settle down. But now that you got my baby, I'll settle down. So, <laughs> <laughs> now it was a good end of it's the good week. Stuff. And what's crazy is that we still have another seven movies. Seven to more talk movies. About. Seven more movies. Seven more movies. So, let's intermission here. Okay. So, I got sick. Plenty of time to watch movies uh, as I quarantined, but I also watched a few other things because I had nothing else to do, you know? Wow. There's only so much you can do when you're locked up in your room. Sure. So. <laughs> uh, I watched The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and I also watched the new Harry Potter 20 Year Reunion. How was that? So, <clears throat> kind of got some revelations.
0: I like how we're talking about something else other than the movies. we actually talking, talking about, about other 14 movies. movies.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I had I had some thoughts when I was watching this stuff. And number one, I, I just thought back to how much of an impact both Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, like the, the series, had on my life. Sure. And thinking about how much enjoyment they brought me, like how much it just this inspired imagination and, you know, put you into another world. Uh, I think back and remember, like, who I saw them with, how old I was. I can vividly remember all of those things. And that just kind of got me thinking about how important – I guess movies are to me and I'm sure they are to you. And even though I gripe and piss on movies sometimes, like I started to appreciate even some of the bad movies even more. Cause I was just like, this is a huge part of who we are. Like we've always watched movies. We've loved movies and like just revisiting those in a different, different atmosphere was just, it brought back some of those, you know, good memories of like, I remember seeing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets early because of my dentist he got free tickets and took all of his kids to you know some theaters and I remember getting scared shitless in that movie when he's falling out of the car and the basilisk and again I was just you know like a fucking nine or ten year old kid but all of those feelings started rushing back and I don't know I just thought it was kind of a cool little thing that I think sometimes I forget when doing this podcast of maybe like our inspiration behind what we do and
0: yeah that's a that's a nice it's a nice a little nice sentiment.
1: sentiment. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but then I started to think about like in the future, I can think back to all of these movies and I can think about how they made me feel. And then I can actually go back and listen to the podcasts and be like, damn, like I remember when we watched that, I remember how shitty of a week that was. And I remember, you know, like this is some of the hardest years of our lives. I think at least with the pandemic and everything that's going on, like it's, as much as sometimes these movies suck, I'll have those memories to look back on for the rest of my life and share yeah. with my children and my children's children. Of like, you know, here's just here's a different take on what pandemic life was like. Here's a different take as to what we were doing. And I don't know. I just yeah. Thought, I mean, this is this I got whole super sappy and shit, kind of you know. But snapshot. it was just it was just kind of a little. Hmm. I gotta remember why I'm oh, doing I mean, this, it's... and I gotta remember, <laughs> you know, all the. Even through all those shitty movies, you know. It's true, though. I doubt And
0: Like we say, I think we say this a lot, too, but, I mean, just because because I'm making fun of a movie the whole time or after, you know, I thought a movie sucked or something doesn't necessarily mean that I didn't enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's definitely an interesting question of what makes a movie good, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, we've talked about the, the greatest bad movies, right? The Room and stuff like that, Troll 2, and like yeah. those are good movies, but they're terrible movies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all, it is interesting through all of this. And I think, I think I've been able to apply it to other stuff in life in general just since we've been doing this for 11 weeks now. Yeah. Of, you know, it is a perspective thing, right? It's yeah. all in your head. It's a lot is perspective in your
1: head. and subjective, right? It's your thought and how you're going to approach it. And again, there are movies, like I said, that I just kind of approach mm-hmm. from a bad angle or yeah. I was having a bad day. But again- Yeah, who knows in different contexts. <clears throat> now I get to like share that different. memory forever. And it, it was just kind of cool. So that, that was my little intermission. I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to no, say. No, that's nice. It was thanks, just, thanks for sharing. yeah. A lot to, you know, self-reflect on when you're, you know, buried up in your room on your couch. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true with this. I think we do sometimes, even as early as we are in this whole experience, we do forget that we're doing this for our record, or that's why we wanted to do it. And so to think of that later on, you know, like you said, this this is kind of a a snapshot of the time we were living at this time, not just these movies and how we felt about these movies, but we talk about stuff going on and we talk, you know, Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to have this record later in life, you know, whether nothing ever comes of it and it's, they sit on a hard drive somewhere or whatever, and we can revisit them in 20, 30 years, you know, that's something for us. And I, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It's
0: pretty cool. A little new year's, little sappy New Year's reflection.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of liked it. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I you know, <laughs> threw it out there. So Nice. But all right, Scott, go ahead and read us movies <sighs> of week 11. Week 11. This is weird, man. <laughs> <This> <laughs>
0: another week, same episode. Week 11, Monday we watched The Outsider. Tuesday we watched Johnny Mnemonic. Wednesday we watched No Time to Die. Thursday we watched Possessor. Friday we watched The Blob, the 1958 movie. Mm -hmm. Saturday, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? I don't even remember what friggin' day. New Year's Day, Sunset Boulevard, 1950. Ooh, (laughs) what a movie! And Sunday, Dunkirk.
1: Yeah, solid list.
0: Jam packed week, really. I mean, there's not a movie. Really? Johnny Mnemonic. I say really? <laughs> I, was gonna, I just wanted to see your face. <laughs> I was just like... There's ding, not a movie really? that's in the top 10 movies of all
1: time this week. Uh, all right. Go ahead and give us a synopsis on The Outsider there, Scott.
0: So The Outsider, an epic set in post-World War II Japan and centered on an American former GI who joins the Yakuza. Or Yakuza. Yakuza.
1: Excuse me. Yakuza. So really quick. Is the Yakuza clip Is that From the office Am I thinking of the right thing Japan number one surgeon <laughs> You know what I'm talking
0: about Oh yeah Was that from the office
1: Well it is from the office But is it the Yakuza That he's referencing That like the mob That he like Interacts with And In Japan Hato surgeon Number one Steady head One day Yakuza boss Need new head I do operation But mistake Yakuza boss died so what do you think of this film i i liked it i thought this was a really good film too however i think this was one of the harder ones for me to talk about and relate because this was kind of in the midst of me being sick and this is a very dialogue heavy story so as much as I was trying to pay attention, <laughs> I was also kind of knocked up on you know pain meds and nightwill and most of the movie subtitles. Yeah, for context, so it's a lot of reading. There's a, there's a good bit of reading to be done. Jared Leto did a really good job. I mean, the whole supporting yeah, cast, yeah. everybody did a really good job in this film. Yeah, Jared Leto though, his his range is just a, huge. Such a weird ass dude. He's <laughs> fucking weird, but man, he can. He can just capture that. Such a ass dude these days. And just, oh,
0: it it works for shit Like it this. Does, it does. It really <clears> works <throat> for for this. I mean, it, this was a really this was a really tough week for really great movies, mm-hmm. and i I think this held up fairly well.
1: Like I said, for the parts that I do remember, because I was trying my best to pay attention, and you know, there might be times where my eyes are starting to, you know, <laughs> kind of nod off a little bit. Uh, I think I actually played this one twice, if I'm being honest with you, because I watched it the first time and then I was like, what the fuck happened? So I went back and rewatched it to be like, oh, that's what I missed because I just I didn't remember how we got from one point to another. And yeah, no, it was good.
0: No, that's what I was and I was telling you before this. But yeah, I I tried to watch this multiple times. Um, I got a lot of work. So I was trying to I was trying to get some work done while watching movies. (laughs) and uh, that wasn't working out when i looked up and realized that i should be reading this whole time and uh, i hadn't even noticed so yeah i uh i'm glad i i finally got the chance because i think it was just a slow start and i just couldn't get into it i mean most of the movie is pretty slow right yeah it is a it is a slow methodical kind of movie yeah but
1: uh i i mean again i read some stuff about it and that was a lot of what people were saying was the pacing was just too slow for them and again uh i i think traditionally a lot of people probably don't use subtitles very often as well so when you're not used to reading subtitled movies i can see how it could also become sure more of a task because either you like it or you don't right and i have Found myself not liking it until this process where I love subtitles. So, you know this this was right up the alley for me. But
0: but they're definitely not great when you're trying to
1: multitask. <laughs> no, if you don't understand the language yet, you can't really just <laughs> yeah. tune in and listen and yeah. No, I mean it was a really good movie. I just don't, I don't have a lot to talk about on this one. I don't either. It was yeah. it was just a good centered story, casted really good. Uh, I appreciated the influence of culture in the film. Uh, I I really like a lot of honor, kind of the and, samurai.
0: Yeah. yeah, that whole that whole idea of of the rules and the honor behind things, and and the the traditions and rituals of of that
1: culture. And
0: mm-hmm. it's just I don't know, and it's really enjoyable to to learn about and to watch. And
1: yeah, and it's cool to see a different lens. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: that that kind of carried on to modern day like mop style, but mm-hmm. there's still, you know, these families they are still.
1: Yeah. Very close knit. Like,
0: yeah, but you still have these, these honor
1: and, and I don't know. I'll cut off my fingers cause I dishonored you. Yeah. yeah. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and, and,
0: or like, you know, he goes into a room full of them at the end and, and it's like, let me fight him. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to fight you. And then he fucking kills him. <laughs> <laughs> The katana, and he's like, Nope, he's good. Let him go.
1: Yeah. He walks out of there safe. Yeah. It's like a happy ending. He fought for, yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was a good one. It's good stuff. Uh, jump into not so good. And <laughs> really, though, you really like just didn't like this at all. My first note on this is this movie sucked. Holy crap. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> that is my first not a, note. Not in a good way. No. Here's the second part of that <laughs> sentence. And it's not bad in a good way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so to answer your question, <laughs> I wanted to appreciate it more. But... Tuesday was Johnny Mnemonic. So in 2021, the whole world is connected by the gigantic internet and almost a half of the population <laughs> is suffering from the nerve attenuation syndrome or NAS. Johnny with an implanted memory chip in his brain was ordered to transport the overloaded information from Beijing to Newark. While Pharmacom Industries, supported by Yakuza, <laughs> tries to capture him to get the information back, the low tech group led by J Bone tries to break the missing code to download the cure of NAS, which Johnny carries.
0: I'm so glad we watched this before the the new year happened because we got to watch. I just, just to be able to say, we watched Johnny Mnemonic in 2021. Yes, and boy, were they spot (laughs) (laughs) on—not
1: even close, baby. (laughs) Carrying that 320 gigs of data, boy, dude. I (laughs) this
0: this (laughs) movie—it's unfathomable. (laughs) We heard heard what you thought about it, but and I I totally get it, and it wasn't—it didn't hold up well, and it wasn't that great. But there's so many like conceptual things that I
1: loved in this that
0: it it was just dude, this movie was crazy.
1: All right, let me just we'll talk about plot stuff, but let me just give you as to why I didn't like this. I think when I went into this, right, and you look at the cast that was provided in this film, I had higher expectations for the acting, even if the script was shit. Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> but god, they were terrible in this film, and I I wanted to to like it, I wanted to buy in, but when the actors can't even buy into the shit that they're saying, and they're reading a fucking piece of paper, (laughs) like, at that point, I was lost, because I was like, come on, guys, (laughs) like, had you wanted stuff more, sure, but it was just like...
0: I don't know that anyone was forced into it, though, which is the funny part, is,
1: I think everyone
0: was on board. So I, I read, and again, internet, so, definitely true. I read... (laughs)
1: <laughs> that and a movie around the internet. Yeah. So he read this on the internet. I read this on 2021, the movie yeah. in twenty twenty one. But
0: But uh, I, I read that Keanu Reeves found this this screenplay on his doorstep. I did read this a similar thing, and that intrigued him. So he took it, <laughs> and so I just think that's awesome. <laughs>
1: Again, I'm not saying Keanu Reeves is the That's best incredible. actor in the world. Okay, he's he's had some fairly good roles, but god damn, dude, he just sucked in this movie. He was so bad, and I don't know if you he didn't was, like Keanu Broom.
0: without sideburns,
1: <laughs> fresh cut Keanu. I don't know, dude. The just the opening
0: scene, man. He, I'm going to get ice. We have ice.
1: <laughs> Five guys. Bust into the door to kill whoever's there, and he just hides in a bathroom for like a minute. And then he's like, Oh, hey, Baldy, and fucking knocks him dude, out this and throws him so in the bathroom. <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's,
0: dude, Iced Tea <clears throat> is J Bone. Fucking great. It's so stupid and terrible. And all of the scenes where he goes into the internet are just so fucking 90s. I
1: don't know, man. I. <laughs>
0: It wasn't good, but I loved it.
1: I mean, I found myself <laughs> smiling throughout it at some points, right? It's just
0: ridiculous.
1: And I, I think I was in more disbelief that like this even became a movie. <laughs> you know, I think that was my biggest shock. Well, you got to think the at movie. the time,
0: this was probably cool, at least to a niche audience. This was probably like, because I'm sure this, uh, you know, at this time, there was a very small number of people who were aware of the the world of virtual reality. Like this reminded me of, there's a community episode. I think it's a later season, like season five, where the Dean gets a, a like a VR file system. <laughs> and so he's like God. And he gets stuck in there because he likes being God too much. And he's like addicted to being in a virtual world. But it's like this super 90s retro, fucking- like outdated VR system. So it's like this awful graphic shit and he has he like every task that you have to do is so ridiculous and so many steps like just to open a file you need to like <laughs> i don't even remember it's ridiculous if you, if you've never seen community or never you should watch the whole fucking show because it's great but that episode is basically johnny mnemonics all of their i, internet saying, I really
1: did enjoy the jane cgi <laughs> It's okay. just so 90s. But holistically, this is just a, The this is soundtrack, a movie. the
0: fucking soundtrack, dude.
1: <laughs> All of the fighting sequences were so fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> I mean, it was the worst, like... The two bodyguards. Phoning it in <laughs> shit I've ever seen, man. Uh, oh, man. I don't know. It, it's I, almost like they were about to get a fight, and he's like, look over there. And then he'd just, like, fucking sucker punch him and knock him out, and then... <laughs> Run uh fucking run away. Ah, oh, you can't be uh oh, and then uh it's just...
0: no it's it's kind again, of a shame because it like it, i do find this the concept really cool. To be a human data courier that you know you're downloaded you have the ability to download a certain amount, of, amount space of space into your brain, your you know, augment but like you can overload that at Which risk of your Actual Own memories, memories yeah. you know, and like that's such a cool fucking. I don't know. I love cyberpunky shit like that, and it's just you know, nitty gritty cyberpunk world, neons and.
1: So for anyone who doesn't, this is just dumb. Who's shit. wondering? This is why Keanu Reeves was in Cyberpunk 2077. This movie. <laughs> this was. This is. The movie that led to the events of him being the the poster child of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. <laughs> I'm sure the Matrix helped and oh, yeah. you know other things, but Okay, again, I shit on it, but kinda going back to our intermission stuff, I found enjoyment when I was watching it. I, I
0: You don't have to like it. it. I totally understand. It was
1: more of the acting that took me out of yeah, it. Yeah. Was... I, I could get past the shitty writing i could get past the fucking jank cgi because i thought that was awesome the
0: fucking dolphin with the the
1: fucking, the fucking robotic dolphin with the fucking what
0: was his name i can't remember his name
1: has a satellite like oh on his God, head dude.
0: and and oh I, I almost forgot about fucking dolph, oh, dolph, dolph lundgren, lundgren in this movie as the preacher dude yeah
1: dude this so massive great. ass fucking so great that the dolphin kills yeah <laughs> this is shit from the movie
0: and then after, after the climax is all resolved and it's you know happy ending <laughs> Ice-T <tea laughs> says something they show they show the preachers his like burnt to a crisp body starts standing up or something and they cut to Ice-T and he goes it's just garbage get it out of here <laughs> and then they like throw it over the cliff uh. <laughs> oh,
1: But as much as as I shit on it, we're both sitting here, we're laughing. (laughs) So stupid. (sighs) We're smiling. It definitely didn't live up to the rest of the films on this list.
0: No. I (laughs) liked it a lot better than I liked our next movie,
1: though. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: I feel like like I'm not going to say as much as I really want to, which is probably for the best.
1: Well, we were on a time constraint. But it is your time to read. I guess you just read the movies you don't like. Apparently.
0: So, what are we, third, two, Wednesday? No one, time one of the to days. Die, no time to die. Bond has left active service and is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. His peace is short-lived when his old friend Felix later from the CIA turns up asking for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected, leading Bond onto the trail of mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. Did yeah, I read that right? That is what it's Leading is Bond onto a trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology.
1: Miss the A. Changes the yeah, whole... Yeah, yeah.
0: Chang- changes the whole vibe of the sentence. Yeah, it does. Changes the whole movie. Makes the movie better.
1: No. Okay, first off, this is a really long movie. Yeah, this was fucking
0: three hours, dude. Two hours and 46 minutes, yeah, I dude. think.
1: It was fucking long. I was surprised. Like, no I need. was watching it, and then I was like, holy shit, we're still going. No Again, need thought it was a pretty good movie. I but here's the thing though I like Daniel Craig as James Bond and I thought this was a nice little send-off for his character.
0: see and I feel like that's how people are looking at it and if you look at it that way that helps it a little I think but I don't know I I think I don't know a whole lot of what was going on with this movie and and even the last one but it was my understanding that Daniel Craig said he was done and didn't want to come back and I think that I think that they use this as like a send off to him. As I think that's bullshit, personally. I think. You think it I, I think he, different? I think they paid him insurmountably <sighs> to come back, and they, you know, uh, people enjoy. I don't know. See, I don't want I don't want to shit all over this movie.
1: I shit over the last one because
0: it's fine. It's just I ranted for like probably 30, 45 minutes after this movie ended. And that's saying something because I was ready to end my day because this
1: movie was way too fucking long. It was a long fucking movie.
0: <laughs> but I think mostly it was about, I just, they feel the need to make everything so needlessly large scale all the time now. And I just think back to Casino Royale, I love, I love James Bond. Hmm? I love all James Bond movies. i them all. <laughs> I love them. And I don't hate Daniel Craig as James Bond. I love Casino Royale. Super small scale. I love Quantum of Solace. Pretty small scale. I liked Skyfall from what I remember of it. Small scale.
1: When you say small scale, are you talking about terms of like the plot or are you talking Yes,
0: I mean the the climax, the the events of the movie like because I felt Royale, watching
1: this, I felt this was way less action-y than any of those other films. Are you serious? I felt like they dialed it back. I and feel it's, like, like the, every time the, there was
0: action, it was a fucking Call of Duty game. There's just shooting everywhere, and he, I, I my sister walked in because she came over after we had already started it. She walked in and watched like one. Per, I don't remember which scene, but she was watching a scene. I just remember standing there and her being like, how is he not dead yet?" And then she walked off. <laughs> like I. It was one of those for me that the action was incredibly boring, despite explosions and.
1: See, that's what I thought. They dialed back was explosions, like they had a lot of guns, sure, but I don't feel like there was that like big hurrah, like minus the very end when the entire island gets blown to shit. But I don't know. Maybe it's because it was a three-hour film, right? It didn't seem like there wasn't as much action. Yeah, it like throughout the entire film itself um i just so,
0: i didn't think rami Malik. he didn't do anything no he I mean, could have been great he didn't do anything like i i just there was no need for this movie to be as long as it was that's i true. don't think there's a lot and they i have pulled out. i have a lot of issues that i i don't necessarily want to hash out on here which is fine but I just like they kept throwing that line of like James Bond's irrelevant, you know, oh, you're irrelevant. You're, and it just felt so like what was their purpose? What was their goal with this movie? Because we've seen, and I don't know if they, because it's a, it's books too, right? Ian Fleming wrote books. Mm hmm. And so I don't know if this was actually a story that, or a, a concept of a story that existed before, and maybe this was
1: the actual end of James Bond, or I don't know. I don't know for sure. I didn't look into it. But... Okay, really quick. Let me hold you on that point, because of what you just said. Okay. So, I have a student who was in my video production class last year. He's a great kid. He loves cars. James Bond was his shit. And he... Asked me every day. He's like, hey, mister, have you seen uh, No Time to Die yet? I said, no, I haven't yet. He's like, well, you got to watch it. Because, again, it's like one of his favorite movies. He's like, well, when you watch it, make sure you stay past the end of the credits. Oh, no. Because I was like, oh, okay. So, obviously, from what you're saying, you didn't stay towards the end of the credits. I did not stay. Okay. Credits were just as long as the movie. But, besides the point... (laughs) At the very end, they pulled a marvel, and they had in text come up on the screen: "James Bond will return." So, to answer your question, if you didn't know if this was the end of James Bond or not, it did say James Bond will return at the very end of the film. Okay, but he had Interesting. he had to make sure I knew that when when I was going into it. So, thank you, Liam, for making me stick all the way to the end. And, and thank s- you, Liam. See
0: by association yeah (laughs) yes i I
1: wanted to see what indirectly yeah all the hype was around that because he's just like mister you gotta make sure you stay till the end gotta make sure i said okay so i actually talked to him today and i said liam i watched no time to die and i enjoyed it thanks for the recommendation he was pretty happy so back to your point james bond will return (laughs) sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but no that's good that's good to know
0: because i i i felt that I didn't know their goal with this of what they were especially pushing. And then the last movie, cause I, I didn't care for specter either. I really don't remember any of it. And I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I don't remember at all, which I think speaks volumes to yeah what I felt about the movie at least. But I just feel like, I don't know. And, and now I guess now I'm confused. Cause I'm curious as to what they're going to do with it. If, they put that because i mean throughout the series you don't have to kill him off to have a new one right that's just kind of a thing that is understood and i think that speaks to james bond and i've heard people talk about it this way and i think this is the best explanation of it is he's not a man he's a shell he is a a vessel right he's he's
1: He's 007. He's fu-
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking cool. He's a gentleman. He's a suave guy. He's a ladies' man. He's a badass spy. He's a mm-hmm. he's just kind of one of those like
1: he's like an icon. People for us are, to oh, what yeah. yeah
0: for like a a kid like he's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. You want to watch? You enjoy the 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 world and the hip, him doing cool she's just fucking cool right exactly and i just feel like what they did with with the daniel craig series is made him more of a of a man which i'm not saying is inherently bad i don't know It's just tough to talk about because i haven't i haven't had time to actually really flesh this out yeah myself I don't know. It made me feel, This movie made me feel like they were just trying to say like with how much they actually literally said your old news that it's like time for you to go. And it didn't feel to me like a send off to Daniel Craig. It felt to me like they were trying to do a send off to James Bond to the character.
1: Because yeah, they did kind of introduce LaShanya Lynch right as the new yeah, 007, and I, I think and maybe as a new 007, I, like that, yeah. I don't
0: have a problem with that. And I think some <gasps> movies we didn't get to know her very much in this. No, she was a I badass think though. That would have been cooler, right? Yeah. Would have been have her if they're if they're going to carry on part, with yeah. her, if they're going to do something with her, then you know, I'm I'm down. But as far as the actual James mm-hmm. Bond character. I don't know. It just
1: so yeah. I think that's where it gets interesting, right? Because you you never you didn't stay through the credits, and I was only told that. So I'm glad I was told because I think that I think adds a little wrench into what you were going to kind of talk about was, you know, what are they trying to do with him? And obviously, if he will return, that means they have more ideas for him. Maybe it just won't be in the form of Daniel Craig. Or well, know, and I don't expect it yeah. to be Daniel Craig. What approach point, is it going to be? You know, yeah. So, but I I think we could go on hash this out. Yeah, we I c- have, I could talk. We still have a lot of movies. I could to talk, talk about.
0: For, for a lot.
1: I think the last note, and it'll probably be cut, but Anade Armis.
0: No, that's, all that's my last note too. All I'm gonna say she was that. the best fucking part of this movie and she's in it for two goddamn seconds. Like, come on. <laughs> she was great. She
1: was really good. So
0: <laughs> And they should've she should have been in this fucking movie more.
1: <laughs> well, I think uh You liked this as much as I did. This was a good bounce back then. I thought, like I said, I I enjoyed No Time to Die, but Possessor was a fantastic movie. Dude. So Tassia Voss is a corporate agent who uses brain implant technologies to inhabit other people's bodies, driving them to commit assassinations for the benefit of the company. While she has a special gift for the work, her experiences on these jobs have caused a dramatic change in her, and in her own life, she struggles to suppress violent memories and urges. As her mental strain intensifies, she begins to lose control, and soon she finds herself trapped in the mind of a man whose identity threatens to destroy her own. The movie was fucking weird. This movie was a lot. But I loved it.
0: I really, really enjoyed this This movie. This was such a good
1: movie.
0: I felt, and you're the only one who'll get this, I felt similar to how I felt after watching Climax. After this movie,
1: wow, I you you went on that much of a ride, huh?
0: I think so. Yeah, I've I, Jess and I just sat and didn't talk. And I think she looked over and she's like, "You good?" And I was just sitting there. Because I'll say this: after silence. Climax,
1: I think I swore I would never watch that movie again. As incredible as it was, I will never watch Climax again. I would watch Possessor again.
0: I don't know if I'd watch it again. It was very intense. It was in a great it way. A it's a fantastic movie, but this movie was exhausting.
1: I got more sensor vibes than I did climax vibes.
0: That's fair, but I I felt it was more of a, I don't know, man. Just just
1: it is a psychological thriller, suspense that a lot of shits happening, and I I could see how. Again, it was
0: stressful (laughs) but in a great way but just like yeah seriously exhausting
1: so first off i the concept was so cool of like possessing another body to like essentially yeah doing do your assassination dirty work and then just fucking off in that person and never leaving a trace and it was super dark so graphic uh definitely not for the faint of heart for sure you know like this is not I think you have to appreciate this type of film to to watch it. Like yeah, this even is not one I'd
0: recommend. You know, to, to a lot of to people, to your grandma or something. Yeah, this <laughs> is. Uh...
1: But Whew. I don't know. I I loved the whole like the person who was being possessed had the ability to like fight the host for control and like that whole internal oh, battle. Like, yeah,
0: how it goes wrong and
1: God, it was oh fuck and like the whole internal battle of like you can't just become somebody else, right? Like there's so much more than just encompassing encompassing somebody's body and becoming that person. Like immediately, like the girlfriend knew, like it wasn't him. Like what's wrong with you? Like, and you could tell that was bothering the host. And like, oh, it was it was crazy, dude.
0: And then just to think of the, I mean, you got to think. There's so many levels to what was being explored. I think because it's on one. And it's the whole idea of becoming someone else, and how she's coping with that, how she deals with that. Yep. And then on the other, it's the the like rush of getting away with being able to just fucking murder people, and like that. You know, that's when she goes home to her her family, her husband and kid, and and she just imagines stabbing her husband in the throat and like. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, was I was just... gonna
1: say like she's fighting that battle, but she's also fighting the battle of who her like who she is, right? Like, yeah, she's becoming somebody else and losing a little part of her every time mm-hmm. she does become somebody else, which is just such a dark, twisted thing to think about. And like she has to kind of like give herself like vocal lessons as to how she would say something traditionally because she doesn't even know anymore. Cause she's, yeah, like, she's so many doing other it people. to herself
0: the way she does it to her <clears throat> targets of who she's gonna become. Yeah.
1: I don't know, uh, it was so good. And then the ending, dude. I was oh, not expecting fuck. that little twist, but fuck, that was dark, dude.
0: I didn't think they were going to kill a kid. Dude, I didn't think they would do it.
1: The fact that... They fucking did it. Oh, fuck, yeah. It was graphic shit, too. And the
0: fact that the kid was taken over by her boss, who's been... Another like, possessor, dude. Trying to...
1: Break her God. of her... Get her away from much. her
0: family because it's getting in the way of her... Her work, yeah, being good at her job, kind of thing. She basically like well, that was kind of constructed like... the whole thing to go.
1: And that was like the final breaking point, right? Yeah. Like it was the final theme of like what either separates her from just a fucking normal human being and a cold blooded assassin mm-hmm. with no empathy. Yeah, herself no... is lost yes. by the end of the movie for sure. So the fact that she kills her own kid while possessing another person's body, and husband, basically, yeah.
0: I mean, it was her who. That whole, like, I don't know, just the back and forth of who's in control and the whole like the scene when the friend shows up, who's actually possessed, mm-hmm. to come, you know, help her, to or whatever. Assist, and yeah. then she wakes up, and he's just he, fucking he dead. Killed her yeah, Because
1: yeah. she's I don't know the guy a psychotic break while possessing another person and fighting a battle for the host of the body and oh yeah,
0: the guy. Actor, he was great, mm-hmm. he did a really fantastic job. I don't know his name,
1: I'll pull it up for him.
0: I don't know what if he's been in anything else, but
1: uh, Christopher Abbott and he has been in It Comes at Night sounds familiar, yeah, it does. Also, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot sounds familiar, yeah, it does. Both movies I haven't seen, but I've heard of so. Hmm. No, this was definitely a a great film. Um, I mean, I guess, depending on how deep you want to get into things, I could could kind of see the climax connection of just very overwhelming, a lot to process, a lot to...
0: Just so emotionally... Emotionally draining. Yeah. Yeah. And disturbing, and... I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I don't think this hit the point of climax as far as disturbing things that i will never be able to <laughs> erase out of my mind but yeah, i, I could definitely see the emotional thank strain. god we
0: don't have to talk about climax
1: Ooh, yeah that would be <laughs> that would be too much if you want to be your poor little ears yeah
0: if you want to watch a movie that's going to make you just want to crawl up into a ball in bed for the next week uh watch climax
1: yeah, and it might change your perspective on everything you've ever known. So, <laughs> Anyways.
0: Uh, but Possessor was great. It was great. <laughs> but uh, we followed that up with a less draining. Classic. So much fun, cult classic, The Blob. Oh, the Blob. 1958. I didn't do this on purpose, but the two old ones back to back were. Solid. I feel like it it set the tone, right? Solid, yeah. Mm-hmm. A mysterious creature from another planet resembling a giant blob of jelly lands on Earth. The people of a nearby small town refuse to listen to some teenagers who have witnessed the blob's destructive power. In the meantime, the blob just keeps on getting
1: bigger. Bigger and bigger.
0: This is fantastic. I love this movie. I loved it.
1: (laughs) This was a great movie. It's a wonderful movie. I'm going to be a little maybe controversial here. I think I built this movie up more in my head than what i actually received because i just i knew of the blob i knew it was a classic i think i went in with higher expectations and they they were almost met i think this again amazing movie i loved it uh i think for what it was at the time of the 1950s just a great fucking movie i mean there's not much else to say besides that but i think in my own head i had built it up to be more of just and I, i think i maybe felt the same way about nosferatu right you think of these classic horror films, and like they're iconic things like that. Again, from what we've seen today, I mean, yeah,
0: your expectations
1: are are going to be high, right?
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't get that. I did expect more of a goofy. I, I guess I was expecting more of a. I mean, it's a it's a '50s monster B movie. Yes, right. Like it was it came out the the these movies literal purpose were to be cheap and to entertain teenagers. And they
1: entertained <laughs> without starring any teenagers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of Steve McQueen's first leading role.
1: It was his first, really. First leading role. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. But uh
0: I I guess I expected more of goofy monster shit, and it was, it was actually more tame than I yeah thought. It was more a little more grounded than I.
1: That's what I was gonna say. Is like I had built it. it up to be so much more than what goofy. it ended up yeah. kind of being. You know, but it was actually
0: just like a solid just, yeah. movie. It wasn't as dumb and goofy.
1: It was aware of the blob. Oh, it creeps <laughs> yeah, and leaps yeah. and glides and slides Which I'm across sure the, the floors. Was... <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure in the 50s, right? I'm sure uh this definitely got some stairs along the way. I mean,
0: I could see, you know, going up in your long-ass Chevy and getting some popcorn at the drive-in movie and throwing your arm around your gal and watching blood. the blob, you know? Yeah, Different dude. times.
1: It was, but <laughs> Now, this is this is a good movie.
0: I really enjoyed it. Um, fun, fun little fact. I didn't know this before we watched it because uh, my dad didn't immediately remember either. But uh, apparently, on a softball trip, I wasn't there for this, unfortunately. Or, uh, so that would have been pretty cool. But uh, my whole family has actually been to that that movie theater. Oh, really? That's the that's the Colonial Movie Theater in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Um, and they were there during Blobfest oh yeah and they didn't know at the time and just my dad said he didn't think he, he thought blob. he had seen this before but he didn't remember if he'd actually seen it or not but uh but yeah Blobfest every year at the Colonial Theater they reenact the theater scene everyone comes running and screaming out of the theater running down the street you
1: know what that might be a bucket that's list item that's super
0: cool isn't it yeah
1: that might be a little bucket I list item really neat. that's fun so, I I just, my first thing was I wasn't expecting the movie to be in color. Uh, I, I don't know why. I just, I, maybe I thought it was older than it was. So, the fact that it was. Well, I mean,
0: considering we watched a, this was 58, and we watched a 1950 movie the next day. That was not in that color. That was not in color. Yeah. So, I mean, like, maybe there was a short, short time frame there. You know, I was just saying, though, like, I,
1: for some reason, I just <laughs> was thinking a black and white film was what I was expecting, and it wasn't. And then, I don't know. The blob was kind of cool.
0: It was, it was pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, it was a giant red blob of jello kind yeah, of. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it was
0: just like food dye and silicone. So pretty
1: much, and it jello. just never,
0: yeah, they never, it never actually made it bigger. They just it, perspective for the on the camera. entirety of filming, it was the same way that that was sent to them from the studio in like some five gallon container jug.
1: But no, this is just kind of up there for those classic horror films, you know, and it really was a fun. Yeah, man. Steve McQueen's just... first movie, man. I would have never thought
0: first. Yeah. First leading role. I don't know. if That's how they phrased it every oh, so okay. everywhere. I read it. So I don't know if he was uh, potentially in other things, you know, small pop ups here and there or whatever. But this was his first his first leading role. I've seen lots of complaints of, you know, them not being believable as teenagers and Oh yeah, but they're fucking fucking old as shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but but like they do that just these say, days too. I was gonna say <laughs> name an example of <laughs> teenagers who are actually teenagers. Yeah, and not some fucking thirty year old. <laughs> exactly. So, no, I mean, this is a tough one to talk. I think this is my toughest to talk about. This these past two weeks is. I just it's I, just a I think simple the little, next little.
0: Three year just kind of. I don't have much to say, but I just, they were great movies and I loved them and I'm so glad we watched them mm-hmm. this week. I mean, I, week. that
1: is one of my notes is I don't have too much to say besides that I'm glad I finally watched this film. Yeah. I'm I'm just happy that we finally are, I mean, it's for both of us. We had never seen it, but yeah. i glad we finally watched the book.
0: Yeah. Same, which I didn't realize I felt this way about our next movie. Sunset Boulevard. Turns out I, I do.
1: Oh, dude, I have so much for this, so don't you worry. Good,
0: because I don't have a whole lot to say, but I love this. I think I said after, which I'm sure is you know an incorrect perspective to take on this, but I just feel like they just don't make movies like they used to they don't. sometimes. So I mean, this
1: is another movie on the top 250 list um, for IMDb. So this is number 61. Uh, but Sunset Boulevard... So in Hollywood of the 50s, the obscure screenplay writer Joe Gillis is not able to sell his work to the studios, is full of debts, and is thinking in returning to his hometown to work in an office. While trying to escape from his creditors, he has a flat tire and parts his car in a decadent mansion in Sunset Boulevard. He meets the owner and former silent movie star Norma Desmond, who lives alone with her butler and driver, Max von Mayerling. Norma is demented and believes she will return to the cinema industry and is protected and isolated from the world by Max, who was her director and husband in the past and still loves her. Norma proposes Joe to move to the mansion and help her in writing a screenplay for her comeback to the cinema, and the small-time writer becomes her lover and Gidulo. When Joe falls in love for the young aspirant writer Betty Schaefer, Norma becomes jealous and completely insane, and her madness leads to a tragic end. So first off,
0: long synopsis, but
1: yeah, well-deserving of it. Yeah. I actually talk about this movie every single year in my video production two class, and I've never once seen it.
0: Are you serious?
1: So in my video production two class, I kind of do uh, movies through the decades and we always hit film noir. And one of the big striking points of film noir is kind of the whole wraparound story where the story starts in the midst Mm. of the climax with a voiceover. Then we jump back in time. You're probably wondering how I got here, right? We shoot back six months and then we watch the events kind of unfold to the climax of the film and then the ending. And this is the most perfect example of that Mm. that I use in my class. No shit. Uh, So... When you had mentioned that we're watching Sunset Boulevard, I was kind of giddy. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Like, I don't know why I've never seen this movie because I reference it all the time when I'm teaching about (laughs) film noir. I should probably have at least known the film, as to what it is. But the film, as I've always known it to be, is a man who has been shot and killed, who is laying in the middle of a pool, is narrating his own life up to that point.
0: And now you know the rest of the story. And now
1: I know how he came to be in that pool. I. No, you That's know. really cool. Yeah. so Because
0: we had originally planned for New Year's. We wanted a New Year's movie yep. if we could find one. And we had ri- originally planned for, what was it, 200 Cigarettes? Yeah, I think so. I think was the name of the movie. Come to find out when I was looking for that movie, it's, it's up there with Gore 2 for... Just being non-existent,
1: hard movies to find. <laughs>
0: it's like not on anything. It's nowhere. We could buy a DVD for like three hundred dollars. It was one of those. Okay, which is crazy because there's a ton of people in it, and I saw a bunch of you know people talking about like a lot of stuff on the movie. But anyway, so I had to uh, I had to to think fast and come up with another New Year's movie, and this was this came up as one of the most famous depictions of a New Year's yeah party and boy <laughs> it fit well but I really uh, did
1: so really quick question were you able to watch this on Paramount no okay i was about to say that so i say you said uh, you had on the spreadsheet that it was a paramount movie and i think it was january fucking first that's what i say it was a paramount movie until the new year happened and then they took they it out they immediately took it down and those fuckers this whole movie revolves around paramount pictures Yeah, this, Par- they, paramount
0: and- is literally the plastered everywhere in this movie <laughs> and they're like and it's not on their we, own freaking service
1: yeah we don't we don't need that that accreditation from one of the greatest movies
0: yeah i don't know what so how did you watch this because i was going to say i ended up getting a free free week trial to screen
1: Picks. oh you dick <laughs> i <Did laughs> rented i rented it on was gonna uh, amazon it. yeah That's i, I, I rented on do, amazon but, but that was just something that it came
0: up with a it's a screen picks, another another fucking streaming service that, that started off by epics um so
1: i think what's that kind was of only crazy two dollars a month
0: though so maybe we'll check that oh, out one day
1: maybe we should <laughs> but i think what's really crazy um about this and this kind of falls into the that whole film noir style it's really crazy that you know the ending to a film before you watch the film and then you watch everything unfold Essentially there's this thing called fatalism in Film Noir where essentially it's a doctrine that events are fixed in advance so that human beings are so powerless to change them, everything happens for a reason. You can't alter time. Right? So this is one of those stories that you know the ending, so mm-hmm. you know everything that's happening before happens that way every single time because it has to lead to this point. It's kind of a cool little concept to kind of think about. Whereas like other films that don't have, you know, fatalism. Where things are destined to happen and they're always going to happen that you're way. Wondering what's going to happen? You next, can have all these twists and turns, right? right? You know, but even with this movie, right? It's kind of crazy that you know the ending of the film, but you're still so engaged in the movie itself. I, I
0: honestly, by the end of the movie, <clears throat> when when she shot him and he fell in the pool, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's how this movie started." <laughs> yeah, you get to <laughs> like that I'd forgotten. Point. I was just so,
1: and I kind of kept it in the back of my mind because I've taught about that right so I was always like who done it you're
0: thinking the whole time oh who done it yeah because
1: you you could argue the fact that most of the characters that make an appearance in this film could have a motive to kill him Mm -hmm. by the end of this film kind of the way I approached it which was like just kind of mind-blowing of like oh he dies but that doesn't mean like the most prime suspect did it could have mean you know Max could have killed her Betty Schaefer could have killed him I mean there was so many things of like there was motive. That kind of made things fun. But it was it was just so crazy that you know the ending. You know where it's going to be. But the rest of the movie is still so great because it's just good storytelling. It's good acting. It's good writing. Mm-hmm. Something that I feel like we've lost. Or you know, some people still have. Okay. I'm not saying all new films. Yeah, have. not all. And but I was
0: thinking about that too because it's like a, a under, not a microscope. Maybe that is the right term. But we're watching all these great movies. We can watch them back to back to back and think, oh, this movie is 1950. This movie is 1958. This movie is 1927, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so it seems like, man, those movies from these times, all these great movies. But like, if we tried to find the actually great movies from the last few years, I'm sure we could. We would, yeah.
1: yeah. But I think... That, you know, stems a little bit to the advances in technology because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, We and we've mentioned this, but, you know, studios can have a subpar script and they think they can save it through their visually appealing CGI and effects and whatever it is. And if they pump the money there, they don't need to have a, you know, a good script to follow it because you're just, you know, visually... I just remembered Spectral. You're going to be, Jesus. oh, that's so beautiful. But <laughs> I don't know, This this is just like... You, you can't get away with those things in older films, right? You have what you have.
0: Yeah, if all you're going to show is people talking for two hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, you better have a damn good script. You better have actors who are going to be able to sell it. And you better have a plot that gets you engaged, and especially one that tells you the ending first, and then yeah, watch seriously. you back six months and brings you to the point of where they were. I don't know. It, it's it's It was a great film. And I'm really tempted because I have a Video Production 2 class that just started up. I think our second project is Film Noir, so I'm kind of tempted to just play it in class because I think they deserve to see it. So Either way, that was Sunset Boulevard. I loved it. If you haven't seen it, just go watch the fucking movie, right? Just watch the
0: fucking movie. All right. What are you doing? (laughs) Just watch it. (coughs) I don't know what accent I'm doing anymore.
1: That doesn't matter. Do yeah, them all. does it who cares? <laughs>
0: Just watch the fucking movie.
1: <sighs> close well, us out. We're buddy. here. Yeah, we're close us we're out.
0: finally at movie number 14 of this episode.
1: I think we got there faster than I thought we would, so
0: I'm I'm glad we did. We're going to have a very short outro. To yes, we <laughs> to will. wrap this up. But movie number 14, Dunkirk, May June 1940. 400,000 British and French soldiers are holed hole up in the French port town of Dunkirk. The only way out is via sea, and the Germans have air superiority, bombing the British soldiers and ships without much opposition. The situation looks dire, and in desperation, Britain sends civilian boats in addition to its hard-pressed navy to try to evacuate the beleaguered forces. This is that story, seen through the eye of a soldier amongst these trapped forces, two Royal Air Force fighter pilots, and a group of civilians on their boat, part of the
1: evacuation fleet. That's another great movie. That's another great fucking movie. Yeah. That's
0: literally I, another great one. <laughs> that's what I have written. Have you seen wow. a lot of
1: war movies? I, I have. Okay. I
0: My dad's really into war movies, and that's kind of, you know, I grew
1: up watching a lot of them. Because then I, I was going to ask you. I've seen Saving Private Ryan. Tropic Thunder, <laughs> 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 Apocalypse Now, Platoon—you seen those? Yeah, but <laughs> I mean,
0: uh, I mean, I tropic haven't seen. Thunder <laughs> <faster>. <laughs>
1: hey, they're they're <laughs> in a war. Okay, sorry. I... <laughs> I'm the dude playing
0: the dude, disguised as another dude.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, right. I mean. We... <laughs> You can't get a lot of laughs in with Dunkirk, right? It's
0: true. There's nothing to laugh about with this movie, so
1: Uh, it's very serious topic. uh, But I haven't seen that many. But what I this definitely was up there for a very good film. This movie was intense. Yes.
0: This movie was never like the build was never ending, and that is classic Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. And I think that this like a war movie like this fit his style so well so much better than i when i saw this was him i kind of surprised really know right what, yeah yeah i was definitely intrigued and i think this really really worked with his kind of momentum and suspense snowball style that he he has for writing and directing and it's one of those that uh, you know i didn't expect to be 100% historically accurate and i don't know how, how accurate, accurate it was actually was or, yeah but it's a I mean it's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's gonna be big and intense and I think that served it very well.
1: Yeah, I think all the way up until the end, like you said, it was just kind of a, a snowball effect mm-hmm. of just building the suspense, the terror, and I I, I don't know, I've read a few different reviews on this of some people who I didn't think it depicted war well, where others felt it was a pretty accurate depiction and again we've never been we weren't in world war ii sure it's not saving private ryan levels of it this seemed a little bit but more it, grounded it, it was you know? this
0: like one particular event right <clears throat> yes. it was it was just like the day of this all happening or the couple days or whatever right so i don't know and i've seen i've seen people say that it was disrespectful to portray a lot of the you know the, the group of soldiers that were cowards and Hiding out and trying to get away and but I I don't
1: But I feel like that might be human nature, right? That's you you can't sit there and stand and look at those events and be like, Yeah, I would I wouldn't move or I wouldn't Yeah be thinking of my own life above others, right? Like war is nasty. War is a terrible thing and I think people will go to the extreme. So I don't know, this visually stunning movie. I just visually
0: auditorily.
1: Oh, dude, the sound, the score. The
0: acting. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it has to be, right? Because there, there's really not a lot of dialogue. No, there and, isn't. And there shouldn't be in a war movie, right? The and maybe events should be depicted through And maybe it's such a good Christopher on. Nolan movie.
0: Because <laughs> we don't have to hear what they're saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the, the sound design, though, in this truly is one of my biggest. I wish that I could have seen this in theaters. Yes. I think, could you imagine this in Dolby? Dude, just- Could you fucking imagine? I mean, I, on my little sound bar, I was in awe. Mm-hmm. I was amazed. I don't know. It really was incredible.
1: Well, rightly so, right? Because this won three Oscars. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't but know But it was that. Uh, Best Achievement in Film Editing, Best Achievement in Sound Editing, Best Achievement in Sound Mixing. So the things we just yes, talked sir. about, it was visually stunning and the sound. And if you were to take nothing else away, you're going to get- a very just I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but
0: <laughs> there are none.
1: I wanted to say or- no, orgasmic, but that's not <laughs> not the levels no, I'm or- trying to go to. Okay. <laughs> so either way, this was this is a, a really
0: It's a cinematic experience. Good movie.
1: And I'm not a history buff. I don't know if you're I mean, you kind of mentioned you don't know how accurate this is. But. I, in
0: this, I don't know this event. I mean, I know some events, and I, you know, but I don't know much about this event, and I have no idea how accurate any of the stuff yeah. was in this movie. But I mean, I I wasn't watching it through that lens for right? a historical, you know,
1: lesson. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure out that it was Harry Styles that I was looking at on the screen. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then I was like, damn, Harry Styles is a fucking pretty good actor. He's not bad. Yeah,
0: he's not Ain't bad. He's not bad, which is good because he's going to be... In the Eternals yeah. or whatever that Whatever was. the next thing is. Thors. Which, speaking of, we had two Eternals cast members in this.
1: <laughs> we did. Barry Keegan.
0: Yeah. Uh, much better in this, but a small role and super fucked up tragic role. Death,
1: yeah. But... S- not gonna say like I did get like a movie. little emotional when they had his uh, his picture in the newspaper heading at head the end. At yeah. the end I, was, I mean that was
0: well, and then that was when heavy. the guy's son when they he goes in to tell him to be careful, and he tells him he's dead, and then Killian Murphy comes up and he's like, he's gonna be okay. Is everything okay? And he tells him he's like, yeah, he's gonna be fine. Because like he can't add to the so trauma fucking of every, heavy, dude, dude. It's
1: yeah. <sighs> Yeah, this this is really a really was. good movie. I had it took me way too long to figure out that was Tom Hardy, dude. <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you couldn't tell from the the fact that you couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> <last> <laughs> <of the time. laughs> Christopher Nolan and Tom Hardy is just such a great combo. <laughs> He's great though. I mean I like I mean Tom Hardy's great in
1: most things. You barely think. adapted flying in a plane. I was born into it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it by it. <laughs> Was
0: that your? <laughs> was that your
1: best bane, Jesus? I can't do it with a mask on, dude. <laughs> I wish more buy it <laughs> I think my oh, voice is kind of fucked up already. Yeah, for I'm me sure. C, so then, this with
0: well, we're talking for we're at like two hours oh, yeah. now. Over so, two
1: hours. No, I'm doing my best, man. But, <laughs> nah, it it was a good end to the two weeks. It really was. And honestly, looking back at two weeks as a whole solid Solid fucking fucking two weeks weeks, yeah (laughs) absolutely well done well done
0: i mean last note on dunkirk has nothing to do with dunkirk but uh i saw that that christopher nolan's doing another uh he's he's got another one coming up in 2023 called oppenheimer oh the the father of the atomic bomb bomb, scientist yeah yeah. and i i think that's another one that he's just got that like ticking clock kind of thing Mm -hmm. that works really well for him that I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Tenet. I think there was
1: other things that went into that movie. That I mean, made it when difficult. I think of Christopher Nolan, I'm not thinking of Tenet. Though. Exactly. I'm thinking of probably Inception. Exactly is my main go-to.
0: Or the the Batman trilogy. Yeah. Or, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the, this this Oppenheimer movie get get a load of this cast. Okay. Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Killian Murphy, Josh Hartnett, Jeez. Rami Malek. And Matt Damon
1: oh, Matt Damon <laughs> Matt Damon <laughs> <laughs> The least
0: excited of all of them Personally but in still that group But f- what a fucking fuck, lineup dude.
1: Is this a fucking so, Avengers movie look oh, <laughs> Jesus. Like,
0: Looking forward to that one for sure
1: Well We done it
0: There you have it 14 movies in however many times Hours, That I cut it down to, you. to yeah, Whatever
1: it is <laughs> Uh, Short, sweet in- or outro. But, uh,
0: yes, happy new year. We're back on schedule, hopefully.
1: And get ready for a whole week of Nick Cage, baby. And Nick
0: Cage week coming up.
1: Because his birthday is on January 7th. Yes, so, so
0: is my grandmother's. I'm excited to tell her that she shares Nick Look Cage's at birthday. That.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Either way, thanks for tuning in with us. See you on the next one. Bye. bye.